welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at Superbook Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they'll match your first bet up to $250. Nobody has better odds, boosts, and promo bets than Superbook.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, your dream address without the stress. Get the Intel edge you need to succeed with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. That's GaryAshton.com. And True Math Fitness in the Gulch, the best workout in Middle Tennessee. Your best version of you is what they're going to help you accomplish. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So Kevin Byard spoke today to the media for the first time since all this contract stuff has been in the news, right? Pay cut requested. That was confirmed by Rand Carthon. Kevin Byard declined. That was reported by Adam Schefter. Uh, Byard, for the first time, being back at the facility physically, though he's been continuing to participate in the meetings throughout the course of the offseason with his position coach and his teammates virtually, because, of course, we all have the wonders of Zoom. At this point, though, um, the Tennessee Titans and Kevin Byard in a pretty awkward situation, right? He was asked as one of the most productive players, one of the most important players on the team and somebody who has not had any kind of performance uh, issue, not had any kind of availability issue, been at the very height of his game. Kevin Byard was asked to take a pay cut this offseason. Now, of course, that presents a pretty, uh, a pretty uncomfortable circumstance that can, uh, that can be presented. Kevin Byard is a professional. Kevin Byard is the consummate professional. He's who you want your uh, other football players to model themselves after. He's who you would want anybody to model themselves themselves after in the way that he conducts himself professionally, especially in as front-facing a role as this guy has. So I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, what did you make? How did you think Kevin Byard handled his press conference today? Uh, we'll play you some clips from it here in just a second. Uh, if you have not heard or seen the press conference with KB or seen any of the clips going around on social media, how did you think Kevin Byard handled his press conference earlier this morning? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented. By the great people at Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Nobody does it better for 40 years, four decades of honesty and integrity. At Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So as you look at the Kevin Byard situation, how do you think he handled his press conference today? Um, w. Callahan says, I understand their situation. Theirs being the Titans, I assume or excuse me, not Callahan, Cal, W. Cal, Calnan or Calnan, however you pronounce it. Either way, I understand their situation, but I can't believe they actually asked him. Well, it's complicated, right? Because they were really, really in the red this offseason. They had a lot of easy decisions that they had to make on Lawan, Dupree, Woods, uh, and Cunningham. Then they got to the hard stuff, and they asked Kevin Byard about the pay cut situation. Now, Kevin Byard ultimately declined that. And, you know, as he is well within his rights to do. And I get why people struggle with it. I think Kevin Byard understands it. 
I think, you know, while he may not have appreciated it and there's always going to be some degree of disrespect that comes with that, even if Kevin Byard isn't talking about that, those emotions publicly, um, you completely understand why somebody in his position would feel like they have been disrespected based on the way that he has performed to this for this football team and ultimately uh, being the model citizen through good times and bad. So Kevin Byard was asked about the initial pay cut, and this was his response today. I mean, I don't really want to get into my feelings or anything about that and any emotions about, you know, I I guarantee you I would not be the last player, and I haven't been the first player to come to about a pay cut. You know, I let my agent and, and the organization, uh, or obviously ran the gym, handle those things. I felt it was very important for myself, though, and for me to come here and uh, be a leader and be the person I've always been, uh, making plays, communicating, things like that. So, uh, and that, that's all who I'm always going to be. And uh, I just felt that was very important. So that's Kevin Byard talking about um, not wanting to get into the emotions of things. I don't think Kevin Byard could have done a better job handling the press conference today. I also, and I know you guys don't like it when, you know, we don't like to give media credit for anything, and that's fine. You're well within your rights to do so. But I thought the uh, I thought my colleagues who were able to attend the press conference today, I was not. They moved media availability up this morning um, while we were still on the air today, so I was not able to make it to KB's press conference the way that I have the press conferences for the rest of the week. But um, I thought my colleagues did a really good job asking and approaching it from different angles, trying to, you know, just get an honest human response. You can call it digging or, you know, unnecessary or whatever you want to, because I know, you know, it's, it's no, uh, nobody likes when um, media self praises media. Right. And like I said, I wasn't there today. So this is not me praising myself, but uh, I did think that, people who were in attendance today did a good job of trying to ask Kevin Byer the question from a variety of different angles and trying to get the most honest response on a situation that he just clearly doesn't want to talk about anymore. He handled it great, right? Uh, a to Z Sports Prime Time is presented. You're going to hear more from uh, Kevin Byer, by the way, here in just a second on what his plan has been as, as to his approach this offseason, because I think a lot of people looked at the lack of attendance at uh, during the voluntary stuff and said, well, what's he trying to say? So you'll hear from Kevin Byard on that subject here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app and they'll match your first bet up to $250 when you plug in the promo code ATOZ. That's A2Z for up to $250 in free bets with that promo code. Nobody has better odds boosts or promo bets for you than the Superbook Sports app, whether you're betting on the Stanley Cup final tonight, game three, whether you're betting the Miami Heat or the Denver Nuggets or paying attention to any of the action in Major League Baseball. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So uh, there's a lot of different ways that Kevin Byard could have handled this situation, and I thought he took the most diplomatic way possible. Um, I think that uh, I think that when you look at at all of the different, um, I think that when you look at all of the different ways that Kevin Byard could have handled this, he could have made it very uncomfortable for them. He could have put a lot of pressure on a new and first year general manager and Rand Carthon and, uh, you know, at least optically made him look silly for asking a player like KB to take a pay cut where you know the fan base would have immediately sided with the player in that instance because he's one of the few good ones that you have. Um, 
And Kevin Byard didn't do any of that. Now, whether Kevin Byard is a Tennessee Titan beyond this year, who's to say? And, you know, it's as long as these things continue to stay fluid, you know, I think guys in Kevin Byard or Henry or Tannehill situation always have to kind of keep one eye open at this stage of their careers. But I do think that Kevin Byard and the Tennessee Titans have avoided most of the awkwardness in what could have been a really, really awkward situation. And Kevin Byard spoke to that today when he said, no, it was always the plan for me not to be here for the voluntary stuff at this particular point. That's the way that I've been going about my offseason workouts, and that was the approach that I chose to take this year. I just kind of wanted to address a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, I kind of want to address the whole OTAs and things like that. Um, I had been in communication with the coaching staff uh, really early in the offseason before, obviously, all this, this, this news and all this stuff that came out. Uh, that, you know, I was going to have my own plan to be able to train on my own. Um, obviously, you know, every player on this team um, is in a different stage of their career. Uh, I am very comfortable, obviously, being with Shane, being with the coach staff right for five years, Shane being our coordinator for the last four. Very comfortable within the defense. I had stayed in communication with the coaches this entire offseason about any new stuff that we had, any new nuances that was coming out within the defense. But uh, I had been enjoying training on my own and, uh, felt it was very important, and it, was really, it really was never any any doubt uh, from the coaches in my end that you know I was going to be here for minicamp. I knew I was going to be here uh, and be the same player that I always been, be the same leader that I always will be. Uh, so I kind of just want to put that out there. I know you guys got some other questions, but just want to so, put that out there. So you're saying? So that's Kevin Byard earlier today. I thought he handled it very gracefully. I thought it was well done from Kevin Byard. Uh, David Burns watching from Cedar Hill, Texas. Love that we have people all over the place tuning in for the primetime show tonight. Zero Gravity says, I just want to get to the playoffs. Well, that dude is going to give you as good a chance as anybody on your roster in Kevin Byard. So it's a good thing that they're able to work this out peaceably for the time being. And should another awkward situation arise this coming off season, well, at least you uh, are in a good place where they can move forward with uh uh, with Kevin Byard for the time being in, you know, knowing that he's going to go through this as a, uh, as the kind of good soldier that they've come to expect him to be at this point. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, now that we've seen, or at least I, you know, you guys haven't seen them in person, the draft class, right? You haven't seen them on a practice field. You haven't seen, you've seen, well, you have seen them, but just through like Twitter videos and social media content that the team's putting out on YouTube or, or, uh, you know, on their team website, right? You, you haven't been able to see a lot of the guys at work just yet. And that's fine. A lot of you got, will get the opportunity. Uh, many of you will get the opportunity for training camp when they open up practices. And so maybe it, it's a little early to ask this question, but I think that I have a player who I'm trending towards is going, who's going to be my favorite pick in this draft class. And so I'm just curious as to, you know, as can we head into the season or, Maybe you felt this way since this particular player was selected by the Titans. Do you have a favorite draft pick of the Titans draft class so far? Maybe, like I said, maybe this is something that you've already been feeling. Maybe you had an initial thought when a guy was drafted and whatever you've seen in the last couple of weeks or months um, has shifted your opinion. Whatever the case may be, do you have a favorite draft, draft pick in this Titans class? We'll talk about it together and I'll tell you who mine is right now here in just a second, right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by the wonderful people at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Gary Ashton has the best agents, the best intel, and the best properties. They're always going to put you in the best position to succeed with that intel edge. 
don't sell without the intel. That's their motto. That's because they want to make sure you get the best price in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Because it's a great time to sell your home in Middle Tennessee. And you want to make sure you have the intel to do that in as best a way as humanly possible. And also get your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. So who is your favorite uh, pick in the Titans draft class right now? Uh, Wiley says uh, Gerald Morgan, the tight end. Dylan Cole, uh, not that Dylan Cole, I assume, but uh, Dylan Cole, some Dylan Cole, says Peter Skaronsky. Butchered the spelling, I'm sure. No, actually, I think you got it. Well done by you. W. Cowan says Spears, easy, real Debo-type vibes and his usage will be fun to watch with Derek. I think that, um, you know, I don't think Debo Samuel is a fair comparison for anybody. But deployment-wise, I could definitely see them getting creative with Tajay Spears. I'm looking forward to watching him. But, I mean, I think the position group that needed the most improvement, um, Clubhouse Entertainment says, uh, I guess Levis. Mr. Jones says, not Will Levis. But, of course, he's deeply, deeply biased in this opinion in this area. Cannot be trusted. Um, you know, I don't think I'm out on Levis by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just in wait and see mode, but thus far having watched him at practice, I know there's not pads on yet, but have having watched him at practice, having seen him at work, having talked to his teammates and him and his coaches, I really, really like the more that I watch him, the Peter Skaronsky pick. So with what they're trying to do, this obviously lifts all tides. They need to keep Ryan Tannehill upright. They need yep. to create more room for Derrick Henry to run. Um, we can talk about the philosophical approach with Derrick Henry all we want to, but like they just need more help up front. You can't assume that they're going to be substantially better. You can't even assume that they're going to be league average um, because just because they've changed the players doesn't mean that they're immediately a better group. But I think that, at least in principle, is where Mike Vrabel but, and Rand Carthon are starting. But the point is it was addressed. I mean, all you can do is address it, okay? You know, and, and you hope that your evaluations, uh, it's more than hope. I mean, you feel strongly that your evaluations are good ones. Um, you, you needed competition. You needed better players. That's what they did. Whether they all turn out. You know, percentage-wise, it's not likely they all turn out to be really good. I think Skaronsky will be a good pro. Whether he's an all-pro, that I can't answer. But I think Skaronsky is going to be a good pro. So that's a clip of uh, myself and Greg Cosell of NFL Films talking about Peter Skaronsky from the live show that we did last month. Um, that latest episode, we talked about Skaronsky, Colton Dow, and Tajay Spears. It's available for you uh, on YouTube, the entirety of the episode, if you want to watch it, uh, or the uh, the entirety of the segment that we put together in the podcast feed, and then, of course, in the podcast feed um, of the install, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Uh, so Skaronsky is definitely going to be mine. It's the most important position group. It's a position group that they desperately needed to address and he was the best player on the board by any stretch of the imagination. Peter Skaronsky is probably going to end up being um, the best player out of this draft class, not just because of pedigree, but because of what he projects to be specifically and how far he along he already is technically while having that, that strength, that speed, that nastiness that they want to get back to playing with. Now, he's got to stay healthy, of course, and that's not a given for anybody in this sport or particularly for this organization in the last couple of years. But 
Skaronsky has made good progress thus far. Mike Vrabel was very complimentary of the work that the offensive line has been getting throughout the course of the week. Um, again, they're not in full pads, but they are presenting them with a, you know, a kind of a pass rush. They are using hand fighting techniques to try and win up front and they're doing a good job. Vrabel said they're allowed to do that because they do a good job at keeping one another off the ground. So you understand that it's not full speed. It's not full force. It's not full contact or max effort at those positions. But, uh, Skaronsky has been, um, you know, somebody that they trust right away. And he seems to be more than capable of handling the responsibilities that are going to come with starting right out the gate as a first round rookie. All right, let's wrap the show up with a weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? Give me your nominees. We'll talk about it together. I'll give you mine right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. I was at True Math Fitness this morning. It was a fantastic workout. We did core, we did arms, and they made me feel it. Let me tell you, True Math Fitness is a great place, whether you're wanting to focus on a particular group of muscles on that day, whether you want to go for personal training, whether you want to just work out at your own pace, their membership options allow you access to their great facility in their open gym. You also have the opportunity to take the group classes, boot camp style, 40 minutes in length, no workout ever recycled or repeated. And the best part of all of this is that your first workout is free. You can try it for yourself at truemathfitness.com, truemathfitness.com, a new way to work out. So who needs to bounce back most in sports? Well, uh, a great nominee would have been the Florida Panthers, uh, the goalie, uh, Bob, making a really, really nice save there um, as they have uh, just eclipsed the 16-minute mark in the second period, tied one apiece. Vegas just recently got on the board in this period after uh, Florida leading 1-0 in the first intermission or heading into the first intermission. Panthers could use a bounce back. They're down to 0-2 in this series, and Vegas has basically been burying them um, with their what's been their greatest strength through these playoffs is uh, their goaltender has been red hot until just recently. But what you're seeing right now from the Miami Heat, I think they could use a bounce back. I think the running back position, the veteran running back position, though, could certainly use a bounce back. Dalvin Cook got released today. He joins names like Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, and Kareem Hunt as being uh, very high-level players at various points in their careers, still being capable of production, and just kind of being left on a running back scrap heap this offseason. Oh, he's still a 1,200-yard back in this league. I mean, most definitely the guy. And he's a home run hitter, Yams. And, of course, I got some tape to show you guys exactly what I am talking about because Dalvin Cook, he is a guy that when he gets the ball in his hands, he takes the ball from point A to point B, and he goes there very fast. Here's a little bit of scissors action, right, where you start one way as a running back, and then you transition back to the other way. But the whole goal is to get Dalvin Cook in space. You see him press the double team right here, and they get in space and this is what you love about him right he's gonna make the guy miss in space because of his speed and another thing you like about him, most backs in this league now go out of bounds not Dalvin Cook he puts his foot in the ground he cuts back against the grain has great eyes and he finishes the run physically and again I don't like this play because it's against the Buffalo Bills but oh man as a as a fan of running back this is what is that and this is what is different between a Dalvin Cook and just a regular running back right obviously he can make the guy miss but when he gets to the second level 
He has gas. He is pulling away from defensive backs. This is the home run type of a threat. I don't believe he should be a part of a back by committee. This is a bell cow back. Again, here's another little pitch play. Again, you get the offensive lineman getting up to the second level. My Buffalo Bills try not to let Dalvin Cook get out of get outside. He uses that great vision, cuts it back up inside and gets yardage. This guy's still in the prime of his career. Um, I understand there's a, it's a business uh, deal for the Minnesota Vikings, but uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's worth $11 million all day long. Well, the Minnesota Vikings have said he's not, so we'll see who decides that Dalvin Cook is worth that kind of money. I don't think that kind of money is going to be what's available to him on the open market, or at least on an annual, uh, average annual basis. We'll see. Uh, but the running back position could certainly use a bounce back at this point. Uh, Amar says uh, that the Titans wide receiver, or rather, Mr. Jones says the Titans wide receiving core could use a bounce back by adding DeAndre Hopkins. When next we speak on Sunday night, he will have met with the Tennessee Titans. And certainly we can talk about all the details that will come out of that meeting. Have a great weekend. Radio show is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow uh, from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. I hope you guys will. Come hang out with us. Of course, we'll have Coach Mack because we do every Friday. We'll talk about DeAndre Hopkins. We'll talk about mandatory minicamp, what our observations have been. We also have the dudes from Moon Taxi. It's CMA Fest week. They're putting out a new album. They're going to be in studio with us. And is Christian Fulton holding in right now at Titans practice? We'll give you some details on that tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Talk to you guys on Sunday night. If I don't get you tomorrow, have a great weekend in the meantime. And, uh, you know, we'll do it again then. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. Thank you.